I always deep down kind of knew I wasn't going to do something that everyone else was doing. I just intrinsically knew that. I don't know how or why, but uh, I kind of knew, you know, going into the fashion industry that you can get washed up in a wave of craziness so quickly. Um, I was so thankful to, to work previously for companies that were so great, but I think there's a lot of companies that it's, it's tough to work for and it's a long life. And I just kind of knew I wanted to do something differently. I always wanted to be a designer. So I, I kind of knew that that would maybe be my path anyway. Um, and it just so happened that like I started in the side and then it, it evolved, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, 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 it's very difficult. It's, and it's definitely hard to take that leap and just start it. But once you do, you'll be so happy you did. What gets us through this crazy hockey journey is our amazing community of women. Inspired by our online network, Breaking the Ice is a platform created to connect us even more as we share our stories, our passions, our tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey, and so much more. For hockey expats, buy hockey expats. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I was really happy to connect with you last week. Um, I got a lot of messages in response to the pre-segment that I shared that you were able to connect with it, which keep it coming. I always like to hear what resonates with you guys, what doesn't, um, you know, and it just, it makes me feel happy that I shared that even though I felt really vulnerable, but just the fact that, you know, I could at least get through to a couple of people makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Today on the podcast, I have Lauren Melkis joining me. And if you know Lauren personally, you know that her brand is The Denim Blonde. And if you have not heard of The Denim Blonde, you need to go check it out on Instagram. It's literally at The Denim Blonde. And she creates custom jackets, loungewear, denim, leather, you name it, she makes it for sports wives and girlfriends. So, so when she started this company, she actually started it as a brand for bridal wear, but it's really expanded. And now she is making all this stuff for wives and girlfriends of professional athletes all over the world. I know that she was just featured in People. It's so awesome to see members of our community grow their businesses in the way that they have. She talks a bit about how it's expanded, how she got started, her tips for work-life balance, and she talks about how she went to fashion school in Italy and what that experience was like for her. I loved having a conversation about how when you do work from home or even just being at home, we are constantly on our phones. Like, we have this accessibility to our phones that we didn't always have. And so I think it's really important to recognize when you're on your phone a lot and just be able to put it down. Obviously, as you know, we were in quarantine for 10 days, which did not help my screen time. Let me tell you, I literally (laughs) got notifications like your screen time went up three hours last week. I was like, you know what, Karen, I don't need that notification. Okay. I know I've been on my phone a lot, but you got to stop. What else am I supposed to do when I'm locked up in my apartment for 10 days straight? (laughs) But really, I mean, I think 
I don't know about you, but I definitely get antsy when I'm sitting cooped up inside and I'm just on my phone nonstop. We definitely have our weeks. I think <laughs> it's hard to, when you're, you know, overseas, obviously, like, most of your friends and family are sleeping back home. So it's not really like you can talk to people or like do a lot of other things. So I think that we find ourselves like on our phones a lot. But if you do work from home, I'm sure that you can connect with the fact that it's sometimes hard to not respond to that message or, you know, kind of take a break and and focus a little bit more on family. So Lauren just shares her tips for, you know, finding that balance a little bit more in your life. Lauren's boyfriend is now retired from the hockey world, but they did go through long distance together and kind of switching into that retirement mode. Um, Now he lives 10 minutes down the road from her, which is just super nice. I'm sure if you've been through long distance, you know what that feeling is when it's over, which is always such a great feeling. There's also a really funny little bit in there where we talk about how the guys never know anything that's going on. I don't know if your boyfriend or your husband is like super on it, but I have found that almost all of my friends in this hockey world, like we're always clueless. We're always in this group chat, like my husband doesn't tell me anything. Why don't they know if there's like a Halloween or a Christmas party? I think they might not care as much as the girls do because like those things are so fun to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love getting dressed up and like getting cute and going to a Christmas party. But it seems that we never get this information until like two days before, which is very comical to me. (laughs) We were talking about how like, you know, they get their schedule handed to them since they're little kids when they're playing hockey, right? Like you get a schedule each week that says when you have practice and games and when you have days off and you kind of navigate your life that way. But it's just so funny how last minute they are because I think most of us can say that we are the complete opposite and we're not last minute and we don't like this last minute planning stuff. So I guess that's just what, you know, our purpose is. We we come in and we save the day and we, we throw these parties together and we make it work last minute. I mean, they would never dress up for anything if it wasn't for us. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow The Denim Blonde on Instagram and have a great day. I love your voice, by the way. Oh my gosh. Oh, thanks. You have a great phone voice. (laughs) Thank you. I get that a lot. Um, People always say that to me. It's so funny. (laughs) Well, it must be true then. (laughs) And it's funny because I've been always very self-conscious about it because I feel like I sound like a dude, but (laughs) I guess people like it. (laughs) No, you don't at all. And that's funny that you say that because I, I kind of have a deeper voice also. And I feel like growing up, I was self-conscious of it. And now I'm like, yeah. I don't really care anymore. Like yeah, I am no, who yeah. I am. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't care either anymore. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I know so many people in our hockey community know you as the denim blonde and we'll dive into that soon. But first I want to know a little bit more about the face behind the brand. So will you tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from and your hockey story? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Lauren Malkus. I'm from Orange, Connecticut. It's a little small town in Connecticut. Um, and yeah, so mo- a lot of people know my brand is the Denim Blonde. Um, we make custom 
um, denim jackets, custom leather jackets. Uh, we just launched loungewear. So all sorts of really fun custom clothing, which I love. So uh, yeah, I grew up in Orange, Connecticut. And then I went to school um, up north of Boston at Endicott College, where I uh, met my boyfriend, Tim Boyle. And he, we met my senior year. He was there for just about just a year. And then he went to uh, play hockey. His first team was with um, the Wichita Kansas, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was the Wichita Thunder. Yeah, so he played in the minor leagues for about four or five years, which was an awesome ride. Um, and I had just graduated college, so that was really cool. So yeah, we kind of bounced around. I mean, he bounced around. Um, I never unfortunately got to you know, be with him for a long period of time. We did long distance just because I was working um, a lot. And he went from, he, he was in the minor leagues the, the entire time. Um, but you know, kind of went up and down, you know, that whole, that whole trail. Oh yes. <laughs> so well. he went up and down, um, in different teams and different places. So we, it was really fun. We got to travel around the U S. So yeah, he played for a couple of different teams. In, he played in Kansas. He played in Florida. He played, gosh, um, in Binghamton, New York, he played in Greenville, South Carolina. I mean, everywhere, you know, the drill. So yeah, that, that was, um, really fun. And he just retired about a year and a half and a year and a half ago. Uh, so it's been nice having him closer. And then in terms of my brand and stuff, I, I started my brand about two years ago, uh, but really kind of kicked it into gear about a year ago. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll chat more about that coming up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh gosh. I, I totally get the call-ups, the sundowns. It's a crazy lifestyle ride, but so you graduated from college and you said you started working. So what did you start doing right away? Yeah. So when I, so I went to fashion school actually when I was in college for um, one of my semesters. Well, it was a little bit longer than a semester. I think it was like six to seven months. I went to fashion school in Italy. And then once I graduated and came back to the States and came back to um, my home college uh, in north of Boston. I graduated in 2015, and then I started actually as a um, bridal stylist, which I still do a little bit freelance. So I'll style brides um, on their wedding day. I'll help them find their um, their wedding dress. I'll do all that stuff, and then um, I also styled for like magazine cover shoots and editorial stuff like that, but for bridal. So that was really really fun. I did that for about four years. It kind of it kind of just evolved. My brand just kind of evolved because I had always loved denim and I always loved working with brides. And I started making these denim jackets because they were just so like on trend. I mean, denim's always on trend, but I feel like embellishing it was on trend. And I started making these denim jackets for all my brides with their new last name on them. And I just kind of started doing it for fun. And then girls really wanted them and they wanted, uh, to, to buy them. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I could make this kind of a hobby or a side, side gig. Uh -huh. So I made it kind of a side gig and then it just kind of evolved from there, which has been really cool. Yeah. What a good side gig to get going, right? Cause now that's your business and it's amazing. Yes. Oh yeah, my gosh. It's my full-time job now, which is so fun and so cool. I never thought I would be doing this in a million years. <laughs> so when you style brides, do you do that independently? So do people seek you out and say, I need help finding a wedding dress or whatever they're looking for and you do it that way? Or do you work for a company? 
Yeah. So um, I actually work for my good friend, colleague that I work in my old boss that at um, the store that I used to work at. She actually has her own independent company on the side called Beth Chapman Styling and Consulting. And so I work for, with her for her. Um, we kind of do that, you know, freelance. They, the brides seek her out, but she also works for a lot of wedding planners that, um, you know, refer her and refer us. So that's kind of how I, how I do it. But independently, people can, you know, search, search for us you know, regardless. So, yeah. So how, what was your experience like in Italy going over there as a student and going to fashion school? Was that the first time you ever went over to Europe? Um, no, it wasn't the first time I actually was, I've been blessed to be able to travel a bit. My mom, um, and travels a bit with her work. So we got to go over to Italy the year before, and that was my first time. So I was just with her. I think it was like on a winter break from college. Um, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I love it so much. So that's when I wanted, I decided I wanted to do the study abroad program. Italy was the most amazing experience of my life. And I think um, fashion school there is is a different experience than here. You learn a little bit more about the actual fabrics and history of fashion because it's just, it's more rooted there. The mm-hmm. history is more rooted there. Um, but it was the most amazing experience of my life. I, I, I say it over and over again. If a plane landed in my backyard and just said like, get on, <laughs> go, let's go. I would absolutely drop everything and go. It's just, it's such an amazing place. I mean, sure, you know, Europe is just so different and, and awesome. It really is. So where in Italy was your study abroad program? Yeah. So it was in Florence, Italy, which is like Northern Italy, um, almost up near Milan, kind of. It's like yeah. two hours from Milan, two hours from Rome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like my home away from home. I love it so much. So I know yeah, we went was, last it was, year. It's beautiful. You did. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's so, so beautiful there. It was, it was a great experience. I recommend it to anybody that's, you know, in college or looking to study fashion. Um, if you're able to go, go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know you really can't go wrong with Italy. Cause I, my husband and I just being over in Europe for hockey, we've gone to Italy a few different times now. And it, like I said, you really can't go wrong. It's like the food's amazing. The people are yep. so nice yes, and you, totally. you really don't find that in Europe, like everywhere. So it's, it's kind of refreshing yep. getting out and going to Italy and people are just very family-based, I guess. Like they want you to feel at home and they're always, where are you from? And you know, just the leather markets and the fashion there. It's just, it's, it is an incredible place. It's one of my favorite places. Did you travel all around Italy? I I did. We, we got to travel quite a bit actually, which I'm so thankful for. Um, we got to travel all over Italy and then we also got to, you know, go to, uh, my friends and I, when we went to, you know, all, all around Europe, which was awesome. Um, I think especially like Florence in general is so it's like a small town feel. So you don't feel like, wow, I'm in the middle of Europe. I mean, Mm -hmm. you do, but it's, it's, you could wrap your hands around it. It's a city that you can really walk from one end to the other. Yeah. I felt like that was nice, especially being from a smaller town. Um, You know, you can, you can go places, but still go have a home base. So yeah, we, I mean, we traveled to Paris, we went to London, Ireland, Spain, you name it. I, I'm so blessed for that experience. It was so, so amazing. My dad always jokes because 
It's like, you've been more places in 27 years than I have been in my 65 years. <laughs> like, sorry, dad. I don't know what to say. I know. It's so funny. And we have two dogs that travel with us too. I'm like, oh, you our do? dogs are so well-traveled. Like they've been in more countries than my mom has. <laughs> right? Isn't that funny? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, when you were doing your study abroad, abroad program, were you with your boyfriend at the time? Or did he meet him after? No, I met him after. I met him um, the year after that I got back. Okay. So you guys did yeah. long distance for a while. I think most yes. of us have ridden that train. How was it for you? Yeah. Um, it, I think it's hard for everyone. I think everybody has a different uh, experience with it. But it, it was definitely difficult. Of course, we missed each other so, so much. I think that the, the thing that kept me going was that I had my job and my career at home. Um, and so that kept me busy and kept me kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm supporting him. I'm help, like helping his dream and he's supporting me and helping my dream. And so it kind of, it worked because we both had each other as like a backbone at the end of the day, just, you know, talk to each other, bounce things off of each other. And what we weren't, um, you know, it, it, I wasn't missing him so much because I, I was busy. Mm -hmm. I think staying busy is like the absolute key. Otherwise it's, you know, it's hard because you miss the person that's your best friend. You want to be with them all the time. So I definitely missed him a lot. Um, any chance I would like could get to go see him, I would. It was like so funny because I would, um, I'd work Tuesday through Saturday, like evenings and I would have Sunday and Monday off. So Saturday nights, I would get like when he played in Memphis, I would get literally get on a plane at like 6 p.m., <laughs> run from work, drive all the way to the airport, get on a plane at 6 p.m., fly to Memphis, land for like nine o'clock. He would like get off the ice after a game at like <laughs> 10. I, like sometimes I would like get off the plane and like go right to the rink. Um, but then he, I would stay there and I would only be there for like 24 hours. Like it was just like, you take whatever you can get. Totally. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was, it was definitely hard, but it, it, I think it was a good strengthening for our relationship. I mean, everybody says that heart, the absence makes the heart grow fonder, which is totally true. Mm -hmm. I think it makes your time together much more valuable when you are together. So. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I think like it's like when you're in the situation, it's easy to say like, it's making us stronger and whatever, but it's like, do you really believe it when you're going through it? But it's, it's not really when you're going through it that you believe it, but it's afterwards. You're like, look at all these challenges that we've gotten through. And now I can Absolutely. really believe that distance makes the heart grow fonder because we've gone through such hard times together. And now we can really just overcome any issues that come our way. Absolutely. Yeah. I also feel like it, it gave us time to grow. I mean, we were like, uh, 21 to, you mm -hmm. know, 25. So I feel like it gave us time to grow independently of each other, For sure. which I think is important in a relationship. You know, you don't, it, we, we were independent on each other's own, but then together we were a strong couple. So I think that that helped with that, you know, did yeah, you guys ever that. do long distance or have you been with your husband throughout the whole thing? We did do long distance. Yeah. It was, it was a rough ride. I'm not going to lie. Like I was not like <laughs> the bell of the ball with long distance. I was, <laughs> it, you know, it's hard with like the time change and the so call-ups and the trades and whatever. And it's like, you, you kind of lose track of that connection sometimes because mm -hmm. of being apart. And 
you know, I feel so bad for people that are apart from their spouses right now, just with COVID and everything and like not yeah. being able to get across the border, like not even being, being able to go anywhere. And so, yeah, like you said, it, it made us stronger for sure. But at the time it was not so, so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the time change thing too is so hard because you're just on different schedules, you know, it's yeah. like, how do you even, how do you have like a conversation with someone, like a meaningful conversation with someone if they're like, especially because their schedule is so crazy as it is, mm -hmm. like even if you were on the regular time, time schedule, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I felt so bad for those girls that like for the NHL girls that had their husbands in the bubble and they were like home, probably losing their minds day to day. Cause like they need their spouse and they miss them so much. And then also like, you know, taking care of their home and their kids. And if they have jobs, like, oh my gosh, I know <laughs> it's a lot. Hockey girls are resilient. <laughs> I, I know it's, it's so true. And yeah, I think you're right. Like just staying busy is so key because I, for sure on those days that I was working or like, you know, getting coffee or drinks with friends and I'm, you know, constantly keeping myself busy, I would notice I wasn't as much as, I guess, I don't want to say needy, but needy. <laughs> like I wasn't like, talk to right. me, blah, blah, blah. Like I was busy and I was preoccupied. So I was kind of focusing my energy somewhere else, but it was those days that I was not doing that, that I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Need to or, talk. <laughs> yeah. Like when we would, you know, it would be hard if we my friends, my group of friends would get together and they would all be with their boyfriends. And I'd be like, Timmy misses you guys. Wish he was here. You know, it's like, it's hard. I think that's when you miss them the most. Cause you're like, okay, I really wish that they were there, you know? Yeah. So is he from your hometown? I forgot if you said that already. No, he's actually from a, a town outside of Boston called Hingham. It's okay. on the South shore of Massachusetts. So not far. It's about two hours Two, yeah, two hours driving. So we met in college. Yeah. So it, he's not from Connecticut, but um, not far. Yeah. So like, was the summertime a better time for you guys to see each other more often? Yeah. But so that, that was tough too, because even when he would, he would come home for off season, he would still be in Boston and I would still be in Connecticut. So we kind of did like long distance the whole time, mm. <laughs> but I don't consider that long distance. Cause I would always be up there um, you know, visiting with him and he would come down and visit me. So it, it was definitely better, um, than having to fly somewhere. Yeah. So do you guys live together now? No. Um, he, he lives in, um, a town that's about 10 minutes from me uh, in Connecticut. So he moved to Connecticut two years ago and he lived in a town called New Haven and now he lives in Milford, which, so they're like 10 minutes from each other, which is awesome. Okay, good. I'm in so Orange. So 10 minutes on the street right now? Yes, which, yes, which okay, is amazing. Okay, thank God. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it's so much more of an, of an, a, like a normal everyday relationship because like I could go to his place for dinner or for sure. go to dinner on Wednesday. Like we, you know, like if I have time during the day and he has time during the day we can get lunch it's like oh thank god you're so close to me <laughs> yeah I know and after that long period of time I'm sure that's just so refreshing to be able to to do that you know because those are the things you miss like you see the the regular couples doing that and you're like I want that and so yes oh gosh I'm so happy for you that you finally can have yes. them so close to you <laughs> yeah thank thankfully yeah it's uh, it's amazing um which I'm sure you feel like too just like being able to to be with your husband now is probably is like worlds different than than before yeah absolutely so when you would go out to visit him and you kind of got like I know how it how it is sometimes when you go to a new city and you don't live there and there's like a a group of girls and it's like sometimes a little awkward because I don't know about you but my husband would never 
really give my name to any of the guys to be like, hey, yeah. could you have your girlfriend like text my girlfriend and have her come yeah. to the or whatever? So I would just show up and I'm like, okay, like where is a cute group of girls right now right. that look like they're with the guys? And then I would just awkwardly go up and be like, hi, are you guys um, <laughs> yeah. like with the players, you know? And so how did you have any funny experiences or was it pretty smooth um, for you? It was pretty smooth. Honestly, it was pretty smooth for me. I, I feel like, I mean, I'm so lucky that I, all the girls on all the teams that he played with were really genuinely amazing girls. And mm-hmm. some of them are still very close friends of mine. Um, but I think like the key is put yourself in that situation. Like at, like if I was a girl that was there and a new girl would come in, like put yourself in that situation. Nobody wants to be the only girl that's like alone at the games, like yada, yada. I mean, no one wants to be that like that way. So like, I think that everybody has like the same kind of, we're all in the same boat mentality. Like, okay, just, you know, invite the girl over. You see her, like, even if she, you have to awkwardly go up to her and be like, Hey, are you so-and-so's mm-hmm. girlfriend? Or are you a girlfriend of the, I mean, even if they say no, like, you're like, okay, well you look cute. You know, so just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But, um, I feel like I had pretty smooth sailing. Um, I, I, I'm okay with just going up to people and asking I love to make new friends um, and just being open and, and trying to, you know, get along with people. So, cause we're all in the same boat. I mean, you know, whether you lived, whether the girls, whether the girls lived there or they were long distance like me, we're all in the same boat in terms of our relationships. So I felt like it was easy to get along with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the girls that I didn't know, if I did go to teams, like there were certainly situations <laughs> where I went to teams I knew no one. I think when he was playing in Wheeling, West Virginia, I, I, had, to, I had to fly into Pittsburgh and rent a car and I drove to the game. And I, I was in the middle of nowhere, middle of West Virginia, like not an ideal place. <laughs> no offense to anybody that lives in West Virginia, but it I've is. Heard, I've heard some things about that place. It is something special, man. Wow. <laughs> um, it's just the middle of nowhere. Like it's, yeah. It's very so small. I, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to the game, knew nobody. And honestly, I was so freaking happy to be there to like be watching my boyfriend play that I would just sit down with a glass of wine, and like enjoy myself, like whatever. You know, so yeah. any girls that don't, if you're like approaching a new team and you don't know anyone, let it just come naturally. Cause I feel like you'll meet them eventually. If you don't meet them right away, just I'm, I'm a type of person that's okay with sitting by myself at a game and just like watching. So mm-hmm. I think, it, I think it was smooth sailing for me for the most part. Did you have any crazy experiences? <laughs> no, no. I just think it's, it's funny when you know, like, like I said, my husband just at the time would not enter or like give my information to another player. So I would have to like scout out the girls, basically like a creeper with binoculars. I'm just like, okay, where am I? But I'm, I'm the same. Like I have no problem sitting by myself at the games. I think it's more so just like kind of intimidating to go up to a group of girls and you know, you're right though. If they say no, yeah, well you look cute. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm sorry. I thought you were, you know, whatever, but like most of the time you can pick them out. Right. Yeah. I know. Usually every time I've guessed I've been right so far. So (laughs) I always, always like my boyfriend was always, he, he would never know like when the team events were including the girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So like oh, I yes. would pack bags, I'd pack like my stuff and I'd get there and he'd be like, yeah, we have our team Christmas party this weekend. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like I don't have anything to wear. So like, thankfully, 
like I would, you know, there was one team when we were playing with Pensacola, um, one of the girls was just the nicest girl and she would just always fill me in from then on out. Like when there would be events, if she knew I was coming down. So I would like be prepared because I felt like I never had the right clothes to wear. Like, okay, we have to go to a Christmas party and I have leggings. Like, thank you. (laughs) That's so true. I feel like the guys never know anything like times, anything. I'm like, what time do you have to leave tomorrow? I don't know. I'm like, how don't you know? Like, I feel like, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like crazy type A, but I'm I, I like to be organized in my head, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to just have like a loose idea of when this is occurring. And yeah, he just never knows anything either. And same thing, like I would go out to visit him and there'd be a Halloween party, but he wouldn't tell me. So then we had to go buy all this Halloween crap. I'm like, okay, well, yep. I could have brought stuff and saved like $200 because we all know how expensive that stuff is. But yeah, yeah. it's just so funny that you say that because I think most guys really just, you know, they have their schedule handed to them and guys are so last minute that they don't really. They don't even think about it. No, they don't. Which, you know what? It's not even their fault because they're just not, they're just. It, they're just not even there with their brain is not there thinking about girls in their outfits. They don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what we're for. That's why they need us. Yes, exactly. That is so true. <laughs> so, so true. I want to talk about your business because it is so stinking cute. I was Thank looking you. at your, all your products the other day and I, first of all, I just want to ask you like what inspired you to start it? So I know that you got, you were involved in the bridal industry and you love denim but then it kind of took a turn and you started making these jackets and attire for sports wives and girlfriends. And I think that's so awesome. And it's just like, it's expanded to be such a big thing. Yeah. Um, so, well, like I said, I, I started with bridal, which is still a big part of our business, um, which is amazing. I love my brides. <laughs> um, but then when I was playing, when Timmy was playing, um, I was like, why can't I just, I'll just put stuff on this cute little jacket because I don't want to wear his jersey and that's like weird. And then like, you know, there's some weird t-shirts and stuff, but like, I'm not like a, I don't know. It was just like the gear, first of all, the gear is like a million dollars and you don't know what team you're going to play for in like a week. So Mm -hmm. why are you going to buy like stuff like that? So I was like, all right, I'm just going to make some cute stuff. And then the girls and the team like wanted some. So that kind of happened. And then so yeah, it was, it was just kind of like, it just kind of evolved. It kind of just like landed in my lap, um, in terms of the hockey stuff. But then when it really took off was that Tim's brother plays in the NHL, his name is Brian Boyle. And then his, his Brian's wife, who is also named Lauren, (laughs) she, I'm very, very close with her. Um, and so we kind of have the same, like, we love fashion. We love, you know, we love girly stuff. And we always talk about that we're always conversing and like chatting about that. So she was like, well, at the time they were playing on the devils. And so it was going to be like playoff season coming up. And and she had this awesome idea to do like this really cool uh, Gucci themed jacket. And she was like, like, why don't we like brainstorm and and you you can make the jackets for us. And I was like, wow. Okay. Um, That's amazing. Like, thanks for believing in me. So (laughs) So I made those jackets for those girls. And then um, that's where it kind of just like took off in terms of sports wives and girlfriends. So it's been awesome because, you know, you could do so many different things with them. It doesn't necessarily need to have like just the name and the number on them. And so I feel like that's been really cool to like make something new for the girls each season and, and kind of mix it up and make something different and 
you know, cool, what's on trend. Like, so yeah, it's, it just kind of evolved. It it was crazy. So do you feel like, um, it was word of mouth after you did the, the team jackets at first? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was definitely word of mouth. I was at the time I didn't, I, at that time I didn't really have like a, a, a foundation for, you know, okay, this is going to be a real business. Um, I was still working my full-time job, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do for quite a bit. They, they work, you know, their full-time job and then kind of moonlight and do their side job at night, Mm -hmm. which I was doing. So, um, then, you know, it kind of was just, I didn't really have a foundation for it being a business, but as it kind of evolved and, and started to grow, it was word of mouth. But then once I, I, you know, was like, okay, this is going to be a business. I, I had an Instagram and it kind of grew from there, but social media has definitely been the biggest and still is the biggest like word of mouth um, thing, which I'm also so grateful for because entrepreneurs back, you know, even 10 years ago, didn't have that. Yeah. Well, that's how I found you was through Instagram because I saw that people were tagging their jackets. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to this girl. Like she just seems so creative. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's so amazing what you do because I think that the, the hockey themed jackets, I guess, have really evolved just even from the denim jackets, you do bombers, you do sweatsuits. I'm like, this girl, like, how is she thinking of these things? That's so awesome because I, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't obviously even to fashion school. You have quite, quite more experience than I would ever have in fashion, but it's just, it's awesome. I always see all this cute stuff. Say for someone listening, they want to order something that's custom made. Will you walk me yeah. through that process of what that's like to order that? Of course. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny you're mentioning this because I feel like we still get a lot of questions on how to do something custom. And so it's, I, I feel like we've tried to make the, the process a little more seamless, um, but we're still like trying to work through that to, to point people in the right direction. So uh, basically, if you want something entirely custom, you can order it right on our website, actually. It's very easy. So you just go on our website, pick out the, the base style that you would want. So whether it's a light wash denim jacket, you want a medium wash denim jacket. I mean, we have a bunch of options, which is awesome. Um we, you know, you can, you can pick out a bomb or you can pick out a varsity jacket, anything like that. Um, you pick out your base style first and then on the screen, you can, you know, choose your patches, all that stuff, what, write what you want in there. And then, um, you know, you pick your size. Uh, we have a size chart, all that good stuff. And then basically if you wanted anything super custom, you could just write it in like the order notes. And, um, of course, like any questions, anything like that, you can email us, um, hello at the denimblonde.com and we can like kind of guide you through that process. So I feel like what's great about us is that we have like a lot of, it's, it's a small team. So it's a, you know, hands-on customer service. So we're always there because custom stuff is hard. Sometimes you want to be able to be like, what's going on? What is it going to look like? Um, mm-hmm. so you can always like reach out to us and we'll answer your questions, kind of guide you through that process. And then you can choose to have like a mock-up made. So I mean, regardless of whether um, somebody chooses the mock-up or not, I always kind of have the design in my head. Um, so if you wanted to do a mock-up, we can digitally mock the jacket up so you can see what it'll look like before it's made. Um, and then we'll send that over to you 
and you can kind of like, okay, I want to change this, this, and this, and then we'll do another one and send it to you. And then once it's finalized, we'll put it into production and they take about two to three weeks to, uh, to make. So yeah, it's, 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 I feel like it's a little more seamless because it's online, which I love. And then like, you know, you could just order it like you're ordering anything from any website. But then like if a group wanted to do uh, a custom, you could just reach out to us and we kind of take the groups through, a, you know, we'll, we'll do hands-on with them and kind of work one-on-one with them, mock up, and then we'll invoice you. So that's awesome. So it's hard you- for like 20 girls to get, you know, to go right. online for individual jackets. So typically we'll like work with them and then we'll invoice them or make them a link, like a special link to, uh, to purchase. Okay. So do you yeah. have patches on your website that people can select or do they they have to find their own patches and send it to you and say, okay, this is nope. what I want. all of the stuff that we, all the stuff that we have and that we make, um, we actually make the patches. We provide the patches, you know, all that stuff. So we have a patch maker. Um, all the stuff is cut in house and we provide it. Now, if a girl wanted to send us their, you know, they have a special patch from a team that they played for or something like that, or a city, um, they could, they're, you're of course welcome to send it to us. So we could do both. Do you ever have people that are like, I don't care. I trust you. Make me something cute. Yes. Cause I would never be that way. <laughs> I, I would be like, so like, I just, I'm such a visual person, so I would want to see it. But yes, I love that because they're so open and then they end up loving it and it's so cool. So yeah, I think, I think it's always good when like girls give me like a basis, like, okay, I want it to be blue and white or, you know, a color theme or oh, my husband's signature on it or something like that. And then they're like, okay, free range after that that's awesome. Cause then I can kind of just play with it. I'll make like six mock-ups and they can choose and yeah, it's so fun. So, somebody asked, I don't know if you made this specifically for the Tampa Bay lightning girls, but the yeah. blue and white sweatsuits, um, I guess, is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. The, okay. the tie dye ones. Yeah. So can yeah. you make those in any color? Like, could you change it if a team wanted yeah. to do that? Of course we could do tie dye in any color. Okay. That's awesome. And also we could could pretty much do anything you want, um, within reason. Like, you know, I can't like, we can't put diamonds on things, but but within (laughs) reason we could definitely do it, which I think is awesome because it's like, that's the true nature of custom. So. And so many people asked if you ship internationally. We absolutely do. We have shipped, especially this hockey season, we shipped so much internationally, which was so cool. Um, however, which is on our website as well. I think, you know, right now with shipping internationally, just because of the borders, it's like, it's so crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you always run into the, to the issue of customs if you choose anything other than USPS. The ship, the, you know, you pay the shipping cost, but we can absolutely ship internationally, yeah. They're, it's just so cute and so fun when the team and the group of girls gets together and, and makes, you know, something for, for playoffs. And it's just so nice because I feel like usually it's hard to get the idea going, but like I said, you're so creative with, with what you have. And it seems like it's so seamless to just go on your website, pick the patches, pick the design. You have different options. Do you want a bomber? Do you want a jean jacket? Do you want a sweatsuit? And yeah, I love that. I'm definitely going to look into that for, for playoffs this year. And we probably have to pay the duty on it though, right? Like the import fees and stuff like that. Well, yes, if so, that's what that's what's t- difficult because U.S. like United States Postal Service, you don't have to pay duties. So, but it takes mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Um, it takes like I don't know, I think like seven days to get there. 
but if we ship it, you know, within enough time, then that's just all avoidable. But it's, it's, it's tough when girls are like, you know, want it in a rush. Um, and you have to pay like the DHL fees and that's just insanely expensive because it's DHL, you know, yeah. and you get yeah. it in like two days, but then yeah. you have to pay like all that stuff. So, right. so yeah, we kind of like work with you. I know sometimes when you work from home, it is hard to find that work-life balance. Do you have any tips for people that might be struggling with that or, you know, knowing when to kind of shut the work off when they're at home and, and focus more on like family or just doing things um, personally to fulfill themselves besides work? That's a great question. I actually, that was kind of my like new year's resolution this year, because (laughs) I do feel like, especially when you own your own business, um, you know, I'm managing so many things. I'm wearing so many different hats every single day. Um, I'm also managing other people. And I do feel like with your phone and with social media and with the 24 seven accessibility of everything, it's so hard to shut off. Um, and my family and my family time is so important to me. So I think, you know, the biggest thing is to just set boundaries in your life. You know, if, if you, it's seven o'clock and you want to spend time with your family, it's dinner time, just, just put your phone away and just mentally be there. Um, it's definitely a practice. It's so hard to, to not, you know, pick up your phone and like do work and, I I think everybody struggles with it. I still struggle with it, but I think just trying to be present in, you know, at certain times of the day, like the weekends, I really try to just carve out time. If I have to do work in the morning, I'll carve out time for the rest of the weekend, you know, spend your weekend doing what you, what you want to do, spend time with your family, spend time with your friends. I think you just have to carve out time and make sure that you stick to that. So, you know, whether it's making a schedule or that it's just mentally being, present in the times that you feel like you need to be present. Um, it's important, but I think it's a difficult thing, especially now because everybody's working from home. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to go from, it's, it's hard to have a line between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also just like, you know, making your, making your workspace, your workspace and your home space, your home space, whether that's like mentally or physically, you know, spaces. Um, trying to separate the two is like the best thing. But yeah, for any entrepreneurs, that is a difficult one, man. Because we, <laughs> we never turn off. So yeah. we never can turn off our brain. Yeah. Sorry. I, lo- I love how you said it's a practice and it's, it's so true. And we do have social media just at our fingertips. And I find myself like, I love doing this podcast. Like it's, I'm very passionate about it. It's something I truly enjoy doing. Like I love editing and doing all the social media and stuff. But I do find myself, I think when you do these things from home, when you have downtime, I'm on my phone and I'm doing it Mm -hmm. because I'm passionate about it, but I'm also like, okay, I need to like, I need to stop. I need to shut off. Like I don't have to respond right away. Even though I see that little notification up there, this will be here in the morning. And exactly. Yeah. Especially because I think like with my customers, I love you know, we have like the team kind of divides, you know, with our social media, we kind of split it up, but with, with my customers, I want to get back to them right away. Like, I feel like I, it's just like a thing with me that I'm very like, I'm so happy about it. I'm so excited to like help them and I want to get back to them right away. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
I don't think on their end, they're expecting like a two minute response time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they, they, like it's okay. I'm sure. Um, so I need to like, remember that, that like, okay, as long as it's within like, you know, 24 hours, I'm sure it's fine. Like, you know, I don't need to respond to them, you know, at, at one in the morning if they were, if they message me, you know, then I don't need to respond to them two minutes later. Mm-hmm. So right. it's and just I'm like sure. keeping those things in mind. I think the phones are the hardest part though, because you never turn off. Yeah. And I'm sure you have people in all different sorts of time zones messaging right. you. So they might not be thinking, oh, you know, it is one in the morning, her time. Of course. Yeah. You might be up right now and, and you're sitting there like, I need to respond right now, you know? And it's like- Exactly. Because how would they know where I live? You know, how do they yeah. know? So yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's so many girls too in this lifestyle that I've talked to and, you know, I keep hearing the same thing and I've found myself saying it is, you know, I want to start something for myself. And you know, that's come up a lot on the podcast where people want to create their own business. And like you, it kind of starts off as a hobby and then it becomes something that, you know, you find that you're passionate about and you turn it into a business. But I think it can be scary sometimes taking that first step. Like we've talked about imposter syndrome. We've talked about, you know, just, can I do this? Do I have enough experience? Even though you know what you're doing, but it's like, you see all these other people doing these things and it's, you know, comparison zone. Do you have any tips for people that want to start their own business and maybe a little bit hesitant? Did you ever feel that way? Yeah. I mean, I think I always wanted to, I always deep down kind of knew I wasn't going to do something that everyone else was doing. I just intrinsically knew that. I don't know how or why, but uh, I kind of knew, you know, going into the fashion industry that you can get washed up in a wave of craziness so quickly. Um, I was so thankful to, to work previously for companies that were so great, but I think there's a lot of companies that it's, it's tough to work for and it's a long life. And I just kind of knew I wanted to do something differently. I always wanted to be a designer. So I, I kind of knew that that would maybe be my path anyway. Um, and it just so happened that like I'd started it on the side and then it, it evolved. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, 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 it's very difficult. Um, it's, and it's definitely hard to take that leap and just start it. But once you do, you'll be so happy you did. Um, so just take the leap and definitely, you know, you have to, you have to put your all into it. It, I think it's, it's hard when you try to do 50, 50, because if you're anything like me, I I can't do 50, 50. I need to put my all into things. I'm like an all or nothing person. Um, I never want to give less than a hundred percent. So I needed to jump in full, full force. So if you want to start your own business, certainly jump in full force. Um, I think if you have confidence in yourself, have confidence in what you can do and, you know, reach out and take as much help as you possibly can. I think when I first started my business and still now, because it's still such a young business. I ask, I ask everybody their opinions. I ask everyone, you know, what do you think of this? Especially previous entrepreneurs. How did you scale your business? How did you do this? How did you do that? Um, people are so much more willing to help and give advice than you'd think they are, especially mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, because we want to like help each other. So I think totally. it's like a cool like club. So yeah, if you, I think it's amazing, especially for women to start businesses because. Um, you know, we all want to lift each other up. So definitely like reach out to people, you know, take all the advice you can and, and be confident in yourself when you take, take the leap. Yeah. And I think like when you're starting your own business, it's like, 
you can have this amazing idea, but like, you know, you are starting your own business, so you don't know it all and you need to have that support from other people. And I think it's so important to, to remember that everybody starts somewhere, right? Like Absolutely. you, you have to take little tips as you, as you go and eventually it'll come kind of full circle. And then you start to really understand what you're doing. And then you can offer that advice to the next person who might reach exactly. out to you yeah. when they want to start their own business. So yeah. yeah, I love that outlook on it. And, and thank you for not sugarcoating that because I think <laughs> people need to hear that Hard. It is hard work. And it's so hard. I mean, I think there's a lot of things in life that are hard. Life is hard, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely hard. And it's, I think it's hard when people sugarcoat it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, I'm not a 50, 50 person. I'm like hundred yeah. percent. I'm all in. And that is just so important when you are running your own business. Otherwise, I mean, you're not going to succeed if you're it's, not yeah. like that, right? Like, yeah. And up. that's the risk you take. I think that's the risk you take. And that's why it's so scary when you own your own business, because A, you're not only putting, you know, a lot of your savings into it, mm-hmm. but you're also putting your time and your effort. And especially when you take the jump from going from a job to this being your full-time job, you For have sure. to put the whole, you, 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 it's like, okay, if I fail, then I fail, but I've got to put my whole, my whole thing into it you know, otherwise it's, you can't, you can't like ride the fence for too long. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. You mentioned that your boyfriend retired a year and a half ago and moved back to your close to your hometown, right? Like 10 minutes outside. So has that just been amazing for you guys? Has it been kind of hard for him to transition into retirement? I always like to ask about this because there's so many people that listen that are curious about how other couples kind of navigate through this. And also I'm curious what he's doing right now. Yeah. So, um, I think it was, it was pretty good for us. Um, I think it's harder when you're in, when you're playing for a longer time, like, you know, the girls that have husbands or boyfriends that are playing for 10 plus years, I think that's harder because it's your life for so much longer. It's all, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's all, you know, together. He played for, you know, quite a bit, but it wasn't, 10 years. I think it was like four or five. So, um, it was an easier transition and it was still, we're still young. So it was an easier transition where, um, he could still, you know, start a new career. He, um, currently works for an awesome brand called Ufos. It's, um, a recovery footwear brand and he does, uh, sports sales. So he sells to professional sports teams, um, you know, running, running stores, all that stuff. So, he um, is still in the sports world, which I think is important because, you know, they grow up so, so involved in hockey and so involved in sports, especially mm-hmm. Tim and his family, that I think to be completely removed from sports is tough. You know, they're athletic people. Right. Um, it's in their blood. <laughs> so, yeah. And so he loves that. I think, it, I think it's great that he's still involved in sports in some capacity. I think it was tough because we were both in that stage of life where we didn't know, like I was just starting my business. Um, you know, I was up until three in the morning every night trying to do my business and he was just, you know, starting his new job. So I think it was just a transition period in general of getting our footing of what we're going to do in life. Um, so I think it's hard for anyone. I think it's harder when you're, when you're playing for longer but as long as you approach it with like a team mentality. So, you know, we always say like, we're a team, it's, you know, we're a unit. So I think like when there's going to be days where they're like missing hockey and 
missing that, you know, being around that lifestyle and being with their buddies all the time. And, and that's hard because I think it'd be hard for anyone, but approach it like you're the team now and this is our team together. And we're going to kind of, you know, approach life as a team going forward. Yeah. So I think that kind of helped us. Oh, I love that. It's a weird transition. It's a, it's definitely a weird transition. Yeah, I know. It's like, I, I'm sure it'll be difficult for us when that day comes and it's, you know, I guess you really don't know how, how it's going to be until you're going through it. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think it was also weird because like, I was so used to him being away and I missed him so much. And then I was so excited because he was home and, you know, so close but then I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> you're too close. You know, <laughs> well, no, no, it, but, but it sounds bad, but it, you know, you have your, you have your life and he has his life. And so now you have to mingle your lives. Uh-huh. So I think that that's, it's hard sometimes to, to be like, okay, now we have to mix our lives together when you're so used to being away from someone. So just kind of go with the flow. I think, you know, it's yeah. not easy at, at, for anyone, but it, it certainly makes you stronger. And then, and then you look back, like now he'll go away on business trips and I won't see him for like a week or anything. And I'm like, Oh man, I wish we could get dinner tonight, but you're away. And now I miss you. And I'm like, how, how did we do two months away from each other? How did we do that? How did we do that? Like, (laughs) yeah, you're right. I love that you say that, you know, you're a unit and you're a team now and you guys just make it work. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, nice when you realize how much you missed them. I think it's nice for them to be, you know, home and around, which is awesome. I think it's, I think it's probably different for girls with families too. You know, like they're, you're so used to, to like single momming almost when Mm -hmm. they're playing hockey or on the road and stuff. And then they're not playing hockey and you're kind of just like, okay, what do we do now? You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And I think the schedule is like what I hear the most. That's the most challenging. It's like they come home and like, maybe they are retired and like there's a chunk of time where they're not you know as busy and they're kind of sitting around more but you're really busy or like yeah vice versa it's like it's the schedule is what's the biggest adjustment because when they're playing hockey they're at the rink from nine to whatever time then they come home and you know this and that so yeah that's so true actually yeah because they have their whole if you think about it they have their whole life planned out for them like they have their schedule they have it easy I think it, I think it's hard when they have to, you know, then they have to make their own schedule and it's, it, it's not their fault. It's just because they've been growing up like, okay, hockey, school, yep. you know, et cetera. Now they're playing for a team and it's like, be at the rink at nine, then go home, have pregame lunch, have a nap that, you know, they have a schedule <laughs> made for them. They literally have they, it handed to them. Yeah. And well, then when they have to make their own schedule, it's like, um, <laughs> yeah, what do it takes I like do? 30 years to do one task. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so I, yeah, it's, I think that's a definitely a good point. The schedule is probably hard. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It was so great. I know. And where can people find you if they want to order something or reach out? Yeah. So, um, on Instagram, we are just at the denim blonde, um, uh, straight up, no spaces or any of that good stuff. Um, and then you can always email us at hello at thedenimblonde.com. You can DM us on Instagram. That works too. Um, and then our website is just thedenimblonde.com. So it's pretty, pretty easy. And I would love to any entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs that like want advice or want to chat, please, by all means, reach out to me. I'd- Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next week.